welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you learn how to find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows. This is not your average grief group. This is your journey group. It just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of widowhood. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of Widowed and Widow Coach, and I'm a professional certified life coach. Let the healing and your personal journey begin. Hey, welcome back. Welcome to episode number 131. What? I know a lot of these episodes. And listen, if you're new to my podcast, I really encourage you to search back to the early episodes of this podcast. Because if you're a new widow, you're going to identify with those early episodes. They're going to help you so, so much. Go hit the earlier episodes, but don't miss this one either, because this applies to everybody, whether you're in your first year, first month, fifth year. Today, I want to talk about feeding ourselves, cooking after losing your spouse. Now, if you still have little kids at home, you may still be doing a pretty good job of this. Then again, you might be feeding those little kids a lot of junk, too. Because you've lost any desire that you had to cook. I am reading so, so much about this, you all. Um, I have a group on Facebook. If you're not there yet, go get in the group, for heaven's sakes. Search Widows Empowering Widows. This group is no joke because it's not focused on everybody making each other sadder and sadder. You know what I mean? If you've hung out in Facebook groups or gone to support groups and found that to be the thing, (laughs) I mean, I totally understand. For me, I found it so difficult to to do that, to, to go be, you know, I tried being part of a few widow groups early on before I was coaching and, um, it was just a downward spiral. So widows empowering widows is all about lifting each other up and finding answers and not just all of us in there being sad about all of the consequences of losing your spouse. And we know that there's many, many other losses that kind of go along with that. But instead of just feeling bad about them, we're finding ways to lift each other up. One of the ways is talking about getting empowered about feeding ourselves. Somebody posted in the group, and mentioned how she used to love cooking for her spouse, right? And saying, I don't have a passion for it anymore. And I'm not sure when I ever will again. And there were so, so many responses talking about, it's not fun cooking or baking for yourself. I don't do it either. Um, I can't even remember the last time I cooked a meal and one that tasted good. Uh, Cooking for one is not enjoyable. It's hard to cook for one. Um, I haven't really cooked in years. I cooked almost every night when he was alive. 
the fun of cooking is gone. My diet is all junk now. I get it, you guys. And yeah, I went through that junk phase. <laughs> it was more than a junk phase. It was worse than a junk phase. I was like an unsupervised child because Jim had been one of the original patients of Dr. Atkins and worked closely with Dr. Atkins to control his blood sugar because he was uh, adult onset diabetic and a brittle diabetic at that, meaning it was very hard to control his blood sugar. And he was so good about his diet and eating in a way that helped maintain his blood sugar. And so that's how I cooked for over 20 years. Um, I was cooking to help control his blood sugar and try to make it as enjoyable and interesting as I could. Um, but after he passed away, all of a sudden it was like, oh my God, I could have carbohydrates in the house again. And I also had fallen into that place of, I really don't care, right? Like if I want strawberry cake and potato chips for dinner, that's what I'm going to have because I just really don't care. And that's what I was doing, you guys. It was like cake and ice cream and potato chips. And um, <laughs> like I said, I was eating like an unsupervised child. If you could imagine an eight-year-old left to feed themselves, um, <laughs> it would be like Pop-Tarts all the time, right? But then I realized that, um, you know, I kind of woke up little from that fog and thought, I can't keep feeding myself this way. I'm gaining weight. Uh, it's not healthy. I'm putting my health at risk. And listen, as widows, our health is at risk already. There is a very, very high percentage out there, a high percentage of widows who receive a major diagnosis after losing their spouse. Our health takes a hit. It's the, the shock of losing our spouse. It's the stress of losing our spouse. So it's like more important than ever that you feed your body well. Um, instead, I was reading so many thoughts about cooking for yourself that were all sad and defeating. You know, it was like after all those years of cooking, maybe for your kids and cooking to please your husband, and now you're just over it and you have no motivation because pleasing your husband with what you made for dinner was your previous motivation. But listen to me, this is the time that you get to remember what it is that you love to eat. Begin to explore Maybe even discover new things that you really adore, right? So it's time for you to remember what did you like to eat before you were a wife and a mother? One of my... Um, members in Widows Empowering Widows, she talked about the fact that cooking for herself was easy after her husband passed away. I was like, what? Easy. And here's the thing. She loves seafood and her husband hated it. So she never cooked fish or seafood when he was alive. And it was like, all of a sudden she realized she had the freedom to have 
see food anytime she wanted to. So she was often running out to the stores looking for beautiful, fresh seafood to fix for herself. And that is the start of it. When you get to explore yourself uh, in so many ways after your spouse passes away, you are free to listen to the music you want, to watch the TV you want, to get up when you want, unless you have a job that you have to show up for, go to bed when you want, all those things. You're also free to eat and cook the things that you really loved. So let's start taking care of our health. And this is both taking care of your mental health and your physical health. And no, you're not crazy. I'm not saying widows are crazy and have to take care of their mental health. Everyone needs to consider their mental health, just like going to the gym for your body. Widowed or not, I think our country is in a mental health crisis right now. And it's not just the crisis of not taking care of people with mental health diagnoses. It's the crisis of not taking care of mental health to begin with so that people can get to the extreme. So heck, let's start talking about cooking for one. I know most of my podcasts, I'm talking to you about your thinking and how you're feeling and how your thoughts create everything around you. It applies here too. What are you telling yourself about cooking for yourself? What are you telling yourself about eating now that your spouse is gone? Take a look at that because that is, that could be killing your motivation. You know, if you're telling yourself it's hard to cook for one, it's not going to be enjoyable, why bother? Why bother is like one of the biggest downer thoughts out there, right? Why bother undermines everything. <laughs> I promise you, I discovered when I was coaching weight loss and stop overeating for permanent weight loss, that's how I started out as a, as a life coach. And I discovered that probably the most damaging thought my clients could have was why bother? So cooking for one starts with attitude as everything does, right? So if you want to whinge on about how lonely it feels and you have no motivation to feed yourself, you are welcome to do so. Really, I'm not saying you can't. But I do believe there's a better plan. I really do. In widowhood, widowhood was the time for me that I actually learned how to be good to me. Seriously, I learned that. I am worth taking time for. I am worth spending money on. I'm worth cooking for. Right? I learned that I'm worth giving myself a facial and a bubble bath with music and candles. Do this for yourself and rediscover how much you love yourself. Stop laughing. <laughs> Not even kidding. I don't think this may have been one of the biggest gifts coming out of the trauma of becoming widowed is I think for the first time in my life, I learned to love me, right? I learned my own sense of worth. I wasn't pinning my worth on being a couple anymore. And it's a hard thing to say. I know it because I miss, I miss Jim like crazy, right? 
but I found my own worth. So now, about those meals, and this is one of the one-offs where you will find me, I call it coaching from the A-line. If you have listened to me and you know that self-coaching model, and I'm always teaching my coaches, don't go down and coach the A-line because everything starts with your thinking. Okay, we've talked about your thinking. Let's get down on the A-line. Let's talk about those meals. You can totally do prepared individual meals from the store. Okay. And I do resort to that often when I'm too bushed to start chopping and sauteing if it's been a long day and I want to grab something easy. Fortunately, the grocery in my new town has some amazing and healthy prepared individual meals that only need heating. But these should not be the mainstay of your meals because nothing is going to make your body feel better than wholesome homemade food really. And what can make it fun and interesting again? Well, I asked, I post posted in the group on Facebook, Widows Empowering Widows. I posted a picture of a breakfast I had made for myself not too long ago that was just a poached egg, a peeled, um, what are those little oranges, mandarin orange, um, or sultana, I think it's a sultana if you are in England, and um, some sliced avocado on a plate. Just those three things with a really good cup of coffee and a beautiful cappuccino cup sitting at my little table with some roses on the table. Everybody said, oh, that looks so beautiful and inviting. Yeah, make your food beautiful and inviting. Why not? Even if it's just you, sit down at the table with a placement and a napkin, right? Make it a nice experience, even if all you did was poach an egg. Yeah? So that's, that's the start right there. Another thing that was mentioned, though, was many of the widows that responded who are cooking for themselves now, they mentioned new appliances that they loved. And I totally went, yes, that's it. Because every time I get a new gadget, I'm like, let me get in the kitchen with this. <laughs> you know, they mentioned um, a small air fryer. And I know the smaller air fryers are like, I've read... Um, how they're perfect for cooking for one, because I became interested in, in those little um, air fryers and read all of the reviews and comments on Amazon. And she was talking about that too. You can do a baked potato in it. You can do chicken nuggets in it. Um, I read you could even throw a chicken breast in there. Get yourself a little air fryer. If that appeals to you, get that and play with it. Another thing that was mentioned a lot was Instapot. Now, as most of you know, I just moved into a new house in Texas, love the house, and my daughter um, had talked last year about her new Instapot and how much she loved it. And I said, I'm not buying anything like that because I know I'm moving to Texas and I don't want to buy it here and then have to move it across the country. <laughs> Good plan, right? Well, once I was in my house, she sent me a housewarming gift of a beautiful Instapot. At the time it was delivered, I was sitting here with 200 boxes to unpack. And I was like, oh, good. Thank you, honey. Another box. 
<laughs> what an ungrateful mom. I wasn't totally that ungrateful, but that's the truth. It got set aside for a while because I didn't even have dishes unpacked yet. Once I got the kitchen unpacked, though, I began like eyeing that Instapot box sitting in my pantry and decided I'm going to pull it out and give it a try. And it was wonderful to use. It was fun to learn. It was a little scary because it's a pressure cooker. <laughs> I'm not a pressure cooker babe, but now I am. I love my Instapot. So think about what you might like to try that's different that will inspire you. Uh, a little while ago, I bought a juicer some months back, maybe a year ago. I think it was last summer. I bought a juicer because I really got into doing juices, juice combinations and smoothies to do some super healthy stuff. Um, you can make them super healthy and super tasty, right? The juices are all really pretty nice. You know, I'd have veggies in there, but I also could throw in some apple and some other things to make it really kind of sweeten up and taste nice and drink that. And I found there were certain things that uh, if I drank as a smoothie or as juice would actually energize me, like really energize me. Kale, if I eat kale late in the day, it'll keep me up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So maybe it's a juicer, right? Maybe it's a making smoothies, get yourself a little ninja blender thing to make smoothies with. What is going to inspire you? Think about that. That is a good start. A couple people mentioned services like Blue Apron and HelloFresh. And I did about mm, towards the end of my first year, I think I tried Blue Apron and it really enjoyed that for a while. It's a meal service where they will ship several meals to you that are all the ingredients are already like pre-measured and ready to go. So that all you have to do is take the recipe card and put it all together and cook it. HelloFresh may even be simpler. When I was doing Blue Apron, you can set it so that it's meals for two. They don't do meals for one, but you can do meals for two. And I found with those meals for two, I would get to eat one and put one away in the fridge to reheat the next day for lunch or the next evening. Some of those recipes I was getting three meals out of. So, you know, it made it worthwhile and it was inspiring. Uh, the Blue Apron meals at that time were a little more complicated on the cooking side, and I finally kind of got tired of that. Um, I don't know how HelloFresh is. I know there are other services. If you Google meal services, you'll find uh, lots of them out there if you wanted to try one, and it kind of saves you from having to deal with grocery shopping. I know one of my certified widow coaches said she's been doing HelloFresh, and she loves it. She It keeps her from having too much food in the refrigerator or throwing away extras, and she doesn't have to grocery shop, which she doesn't like, so she just has HelloFresh deliver. The nice thing about being on your own is that the pressure is off to prepare meals constantly, right? The pressure's off. It's just you. I do have times that I just want to grab something and not cook and I don't have to worry about it. 
right? I've had evenings where I just want to snack on a little fruit and crackers and that's it. Being on my own means I have total freedom around when and what I want to eat. If I'm hungry at 3.30, I go ahead and start making dinner. Sound crazy? Why not? So, and now let's get really practical. I'm going to share a few lifesavers that I love and some ideas that were shared with me by other widows in Widows Empowering Widows on that thread. Maybe my top go-to is eggs. It's a quick meal and it's easy to make yourself an omelet. What I like to do is I like to take a handful of asparagus spears, some baby spinach and eggs. And in a small pan, I just break up the asparagus spears roughly into two inch pieces, saute it in a little soil with salt and pepper in, in the small frying pan and just as the asparagus softens and starts getting nice the way I like it, I toss in a big handful of baby spinach to wilt in with it. While the asparagus is cooking, I break a couple of eggs in a large measuring cup and I whisk them with salt and pepper. And I like to put a little bit of tarragon in there because I love tarragon. If you don't like tarragon, you can try a little oregano or a little thyme in your eggs. But the tarragon works really well with the asparagus. And then I whisk those up so that once the asparagus is cooked and the spinach is wilted, you can push them to one side in the pan and pour your eggs in to start scrambling. And as the eggs begin to congeal and cook, begin mixing them more and more over into the vegetables so it all gets combined together. It is really good. It actually tastes elegant enough to have with a little glass of white wine. Seriously, and I'm like, why not? I love going and finding little splits of wine. Do you know what a split is? It's like a little miniature bottle of wine, a half bottle of wine, so that you don't have to open an entire bottle and waste most of it. I mean, that's the thing. When you are on your own, how often are you going to treat yourself to wine? Unless you're going to drink an entire bottle, that's not recommended. <laughs> that's not recommended. But if you can find the little splits of wine, or sometimes even in the grocery, you can find a four pack of like four little bottles of red, four little bottles of white. And it's perfect to pour yourself a glass of wine with dinner and put the little split in the fridge and have a glass of wine the next evening or just use the rest to cook with, right? Other lifesaver recipes. Um, I make white bean chicken chili. I make an entire pot of it. It keeps really well in the fridge and I can even put some of it up in sealed freezer bags to keep longer and pull out for a quick lunch. If you make a chili or a soup, and you can use those freezer bags so that once they're Ziploc shut, you can lay them flat in the freezer to freeze, and then you can stack them. And they don't take much room, and it's a quick, easy thing to pull out in the morning, throw on the counter, and then warm up for lunch. Bagged salads from the grocery store. Come on, how easy. Here's what I love to do with bagged salad. I will grab a bagged salad from the produce session, section. If it's one of those that's supposedly like a whole salad in there, I toss out all the little packets. Now, I know 
you could use them, but the little packet of dressing and the little packet of crunchy bits and all that stuff to me is just like the poison. I just want the prepared veggie. So I grab bag salad, throw away those little packets. I cook up a pound of ground beef with salt and pepper. That's it. I don't even drain it. Just put that in a pan on the stove and break it down and cook it up. If you're not eating carbs at that meal, the fat that's in the beef is not going to have any carb molecules to latch onto and store on your body, right? I learned that from the late Dr. Atkins himself. So I cook up a pound of ground beef. Then I put the bag salad in a bowl, sometimes just half of it if it's a big bag salad, and I toss in one-fourth of the meat and juices. So it's like a quarter pound of meat and juices, and just toss that together with the greens. Doesn't need salad dressing because the juice from the meat really serves as that. Actually, it sounds really plain and uninteresting. It's really good. It's really good. And then the rest of the meat I can store divided up in three containers for three more lunches, right? Each, each container having a quarter pound of beef in it, whether I'm going to warm that up and toss it with more salad, or if it's something that I want to maybe throw into a little sauce and cook with something else, makes it very easy. Um, one of the widows in the group talked about sheet pan meals, which is something I didn't think of. And what a great idea. She said, you can take out a sheet pan, like a cookie sheet, throw down a chicken breast on one side of the pan and veggies of your choice on the other, season it all up. You can even try, uh, using a packet of taco seasoning or a packet of Italian seasoning to change things up. You get the idea. And you just throw it in and bake it at 350 for 30 minutes. So easy. And roasted vegetables are the best. I love roasted vegetables. She suggested you could even do it with salmon or shrimp. But if you do, I would start roasting the veggies first for a while and then add the fish uh, after the vegetables had started. Because fish does not take 30 minutes to cook. Shrimp only take a matter of minutes. So you don't want to overcook those, but what a great idea. Just throw everything on a sheet pan, throw it in the oven. Uh, lastly, stir fry was mentioned, and it's also one of my personal favorites cooking for one is stir fry because you can chop up a little bit of this veggie, that veggie. You can even get pre-chopped veggies in the produce section. All you need is a little sliced chicken breast or a little sliced beef and one small frying pan and you can make beautiful stir fry for your dinner in just a matter of minutes. If you're feeling really on top of your game, you can put a little rice on to cook at the same time. And I love doing that. One thing that I do to make super easy stir fry is in the produce section where the bag salads are, you'll also find bag shredded cabbage with carrot and other things in it that is meant to be coleslaw it'll say coleslaw mix on it grab that instead of coleslaw you're just going to use that as the base for your stir fry because the cabbage is already shredded the carrots already shredded throw it in the pan throw a few pea pods in there throw your protein meat in there a little soy sauce oil and you're done 
super easy. So start thinking about ways that you can begin to feel inspired again to eat well, to feed your body well, right? Let's get some good home-cooked nutrition into you. I'll tell you, I was on the road for four days driving from New York to Texas. And so, of course, I was kind of existing on road food. And then I was staying at a residence in Marriott for several weeks waiting to close on my new house. And I tried to eat well, as well as I could staying in a hotel. But most of the food I was eating was, again, like road food. It was like whatever I could find that was quick and easy, right? Or already cooked. Three nights a week, the hotel would have mixer night in the lobby and they would have like snacks and food there. I would just eat that. Once I got in my house and I got the, some of the kitchen unpacked so that I could start making food again, the difference in how my body feels is night and day. You put some good, nutritious, home-cooked meal in your body, you're suddenly going to feel better, like mentally feel better, physically feel better. You're going to sleep better. Do this for yourself. Do this for yourself and share with us. You can email me and tell me what your quick go-to meal is. I would love to hear about it. You can reach me at joanne, J-O-A-N-N, at joannethelifecoach.com. You can email me for anything. If you are wanting to know more about Widow Coach Certification, email me. If you want to know more about uh, the membership, the subscription membership group I have online, which is widowcoachingcenter.com, you can email me about that. Email me about the podcast. I get wonderful emails from you guys sometimes. They touch me so much. When I get emails saying, I found your podcast, it's helping me so much. I just tear up because that was my entire motivation for putting this podcast out at the beginning. So I love that. You could also come to Facebook and look for Widows Empowering Widows. Click on Join and I will add you to the group unless your profile shows me absolutely nothing about you. <laughs> because I do look, you guys. I don't allow anybody who looks like it's a fake profile. I'm telling you, I get requests from a lot of male profiles that are fake profiles. They're just, you know, looking to prey on widows. And I delete them. But if you come and click join. You could even email me. Say, Joanne, please let me in the group. I'm real. <laughs> I won't believe you. Come join us in Widows Empowering Widows, and you can share with us in the group on what it is that you do to feed yourself, what it is that perhaps got you interested in getting in the kitchen and cooking for one, or even getting in the kitchen and cooking for many. I love watching. Oh, wait, I have to clear my throat. I'm getting all choked up, you guys, talking. So I'm going to pause. And if I didn't tell you I was going to pause, you'd never know that I paused it. But I did because I had to clear my throat. Listen, I love watching um, The Great British Bake Off. 
On Netflix, it's called The Great British Baking Show because in this country, Pillsbury has Bake Off trademarked. But in England, the show is The Great British Bake Off and I love watching Bake Off. And it inspires me to get in the kitchen and cook. My mom was from England, so many of the things they make bring back memories for me. And when I do that, my neighbors all benefit. I'm telling you, you want to connect better with your neighbors, go bake up a bunch of tea cakes and take all the extras over to your neighbors. They will be ever grateful and blown away. And if they watch Bake Off, they'll actually know what a tea cake is. So... <laughs> So yeah, like you can get in the kitchen and bake cookies or bake muffins. Hey, listen, muffins freeze really well. If you bake muffins and have a muffin for yourself, put the rest in individual sandwich bags, toss them in your freezer, and you can get up in the morning and throw a muffin in the microwave for like 30 seconds. And it's defrosted and warm and wonderful, right? Or share with share with neighbors. Why not? If that's If you are really wanting bunt cake, make yourself a bunt cake, freeze part of it and take slices to the neighbors and the neighbors will start looking after you too. <laughs> that's the way, that's the way you get around that. Why don't people talk to me anymore since I've become widowed? You go, just go haunt them, take them baked goods. <laughs> what do you think you guys? So get in the kitchen this week. Find some joy in the kitchen this week, and I will talk to you again next week. Love you guys.